I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, it is Saturday again, and time for a draw-along, a morning draw-along. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy. And this is episode 407, Ink. You would think that the title would be something that would really, really be a big part of this. It probably is when I really prepare notes in advance. Draw-alongs are really, really, really feeling off the cuff. I have actually lapped myself at this point in recording. My recording is happening faster than I am getting shows out. And that is a surprise and it becomes disorienting. I'll think, now I know I've said this or told you this or shown you this or talked about this. And then I'll realize that that show still is sitting in a file somewhere, which is a vacuum of a very different sort, right? I'm not putting the words out into the ether. They're just in this digital data vacuum sitting and waiting. And that is unexpected. I squeaked in an extra recording this week. Just really, really wanted to do it. And yet, I still haven't even shared the second recording from last weekend. So Some people work that way. They do a whole bunch of recordings. They stockpile and they get everything ready and they don't release them for months. I need to be more like those people. I need to be able to sit on them and not feel like, oh, I'm sitting on this time bomb. Not that it's going to go off in a bad way, but all the relevant stuff is kind of in it. And in a few months, it won't have the same impact at all. So that's me. The difference in getting a newspaper and getting a bi-monthly magazine. It's not a bad analogy. And both are wonderful. But what you create or what you say in each scenario is different. So and I'm doing exactly what I told myself I wouldn't do because partly it took me so long to put out the show from last Sunday, which will go out today, partly because I just wished I hadn't talked so much about the actual writing part. So, and I also realized I should really, maybe, just not do the intros this part. Maybe I should just start the drawing. It was funny. I sit here and talk and you're not here. And some of you have told me that when you listen, you feel like I'm just sitting there with you in a chair or on the couch or on a bench or that we're walking. And that works out. I talk 
I am not looking for verbal cues from you because, of course, you are not here and I'm not going to see you nod or raise your eyebrows or any of that. And during this pandemic time, during one of our monthly calls, which used to be an in-person thing, it's the only in-person thing, it was really fascinating to me to hear someone have a real strong reaction and sense of detachment and disorientation by not being able to see everyone. And yes, we could have all been seen, but I guess everybody had cameras off at that point. And it was really interesting because the speaker felt so unable to gauge that anyone was listening because she couldn't see anybody who might be nodding or just looking at her, just paying attention. She couldn't tell. She didn't have the feeling or the sense that people were actually listening. And so it was very interesting to think about because I just go ahead and talk and you might not be listening. Eh, you're probably in and out. So it was interesting to think about. So why less intro? I don't know. Intro is my favorite part. The intro is my favorite part, but the drawing is also just this idle and random talking. And so they're similar, but the drawing has all these spaces. And last night when I was editing a show, there was so much silence that even I started to think, hmm, this might not work because if you're listening and there are these really, really long pauses, I don't know if that's working. Or if that works, I actually had to trim a few of those. So yes, if you're timing my timing, then it might be 30 seconds or so short, but I don't really think you're timing my timing. Really? I don't think so. But I do want to give you a full, if I tell you it's 10 minutes, I do want it to be about 10 minutes that you get. I want it to be 10. That's why we use a timer. But there does seem to be maybe a little bit too much dead air happening that is part of the drawing because I have to focus. I was trying to choose what I might do this morning. And I was looking at my illustrated journal. I've got a whole page that's penciled that is the recording of a scene from this week, a, a day and a moment, something that happened and that was a funny sequence. And so I've sketched it and it needs to be inked. And I thought I could do that, but no, really not because... I looked at it and I thought, well, the sketched parts, those will be a little harder to do while I talk and carry on a coherent conversation with you. And there are a lot of worded parts, but I'm afraid if I actually focus on that kind of lettering and that many words that I will also have more trouble carrying on a coherent conversation. So Last night, I was watching videos. I had spent most of the night editing a show, and when I started doing my own drawing, it was later than usual to start my index card drawing for the day. And I, instead of switching to the TV, I turned on videos. 
and I don't remember what I started out after, what I was headed for, but I ended up watching a Goulet video, which is a channel I really enjoy. I can just turn those on and listen to Brian in the background or watch him. I always find what he's showing pretty entertaining. And it is a channel I like. And I was watching him and listening and thinking, he's just kicking back. He's really casual about it. I want to be more like Brian. <laughs> so I want to be more like a whole bunch of people that I haven't talked about yet. So this video thing, this watching all these people and listening to them recently has really made an impact on me. And I think I need to just relax a little bit and just trust that you're either going to listen or you're not. But, you know, we always have that part of us that worries that nobody is going to listen to us, that if we were really just ourselves completely without any of those filters, that nobody's going to like us. Okay, I have 50 years of that reality, so it's pretty deeply ingrained. So, yeah, having a script works a lot better. <laughs> Just me talking gets us into troubled waters pretty quickly. But I was watching Brian, and the one that was on was really apropos for me right now because I've been looking at ink. I'm always adding ink to my wish list and thinking about ink and trying to figure out the difference in a couple of shades. Oh, that might be how I ended up there. I was looking at the difference in it's Noodler's Cactus Eel and Pilot Eroshizuki Yamabuto. I think that's the right name without seeing it written in front of me. And that is an ink I've heard such good things about, but not ever really thought I wanted because it's tends to be shown as more purple. And Cactus Eel had been on my list because I thought it was going to be more magenta, more fuchsia. Noodler's inks usually are not on my list, and suddenly several of them are because of the colors I've been looking for and at. Still really in that rusty orange range and definitely trying to find a really good magenta or a couple of them. I really like the subtle differences in the inks that I use. If I do five or six circles or boxes in a row that I just want to hatch, I like it when they're just a little bit different. I don't really, I don't need a primary set. I need just a couple shades and I really like that. And that's what I have. So I'm using, I can't even give you the technical names for what I'm using, but I'm using colors right now that are definitely rusts and some that are a little brighter red oranges, which I love. It really makes them pop. And then definitely some that are more subtle, but they're all different. And I love that. So I'm hoping to add in this kind of magenta-y color and I am going to get something. So I was looking, I might've done a search on magenta fountain pen ink or fuchsia fountain pen ink. I did one or the other since Yamabuda came up, I was looking then at comparisons. I did a search comparing the two. And ironically, in a lot of pictures, they look similar, which surprised me. I need coffee. There's an airplane going out the window, and I don't think you can hear it. I decided today to turn everything around. 
So I have switched sides of the room and switched chairs, and we're going to try this. It won't help with volume, but it might help with noise. So anyway, those two colors surprised me that they were coming up as similar. So I did quite a bit of looking at images, and it becomes crazy. There are so many inks, so many inks. And of course, I don't really need any ink, but there are so many inks. And they have great names. And I do have a running list. And so in this process, I stumbled over a video from Goulet Pens that was top 10 inks everyone should have, which of course, I love looking at a list like that. And that was a super surprising list. Super surprising because so many of those were familiar to me. Definitely, I know the names of most of them. And I have several of them, at least in a sample. And it just felt like kind of basic. I don't know. It was so strange to see the list. Not that it wasn't a good list, but I think what was so strange, and then I spent time reading from the comments and there were a zillion. I was looking to just take down some other names just to go see what they were. And I do that in threads with TV shows too, for example. Somebody says, oh, I want a show like this or this, and then people list 9,000 other shows. And you've seen a bunch of them, and then there are some that are new to you, and you might make a note, and that might be how you find your next show, and it might be your perfect next show, something you just didn't know about. And so that's the wonderful thing about crowdsourcing, which is what this boils down to. In this case, Goulet wasn't crowdsourcing. They made their video. They chose their top 10. I was crowdsourcing by looking at all the comments. And so many people had used most of those inks. And that was fascinating because if you use fountain pens, then you know that there are, I don't know, thousands, maybe? There are definitely hundreds and hundreds of different inks out there. Maybe, maybe it's not thousands, but it feels like it sometimes, but definitely hundreds and hundreds. Some of the makers, some of the brands have more than a hundred. And there are companies that do ink flights where you get a certain set every month. And I mean, there is just a lot of ink out there and ink is definitely something that people collect and people love to sample and try and switch things up. It's maybe like changing your socks. Every day, maybe you want to use a different color. I'm not quite that willy-nilly. I tend to stick with something a while, but I'm always open to moving more things into my mix. So, you know, it's not that hard to understand. If you think about a marker user or someone using colored pencils or even paint, you could buy the eight color set of pencils or you could buy the 24 or you could buy the 48, or you could buy the 72. And as you go up and up in number, there might even be a 128, I don't know. As you go up in those numbers, you get more and more refinement, more and more granularity. In a certain color range, you have more and more options, and they might be very similar. But they're all a little bit different. And then if you throw in other brands, then you might have colors that are similar, 
but from other makers. So they're just a little bit different. It's an interesting question when you think about black. And I watched enough videos last night that I saw Brian talking about this, about black. And there might be 50 shades of black or 50 different named blacks. And are they really different? And he was sort of like, yeah, I sort of stick with this single one. But the reality is there are all these others. And maybe they are all a little different. He was sort of just saying, yeah, just, just the one works for me. It's a good basic black. But I know as someone who uses black, and he says he's not a big black user. So as someone who uses black, there's definitely a difference in blacks. So all of this is just to say I watched this video and I thought it was super interesting, the ones that came up. I thought it was interesting that I had some of those. I was trying to think, would I make a list? What would go on it? And then, of course, right now it would sadly be a very red-orange list, but with a little bit of green. And there were a couple names that came up, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go look at those. And Amazon didn't have, didn't have the first one. I don't think they had either of the two I looked for or at. But I'm just thinking about it, going to think about it. I thought it was interesting because of all the inks that so many people might have used the same ones. It's one of those where the world shrinks, comes down into this really tight circle moment. There's so many options out there, and yet everybody's using the same thing. And then I can't fathom how all of those companies survive even. That's always something that I can't figure out. And that's true with foods. It's true with books. I mean, think about it. There might be thousands of books in a library and somehow we've all read the same 50. These are things that should be mind boggling. They really should. And hey, during the last few months when I place my grocery orders, it's gotten a little better now that things have relaxed just a little bit. <laughs> they've relaxed, even though there should really be no reason to relax yet. But they've relaxed a little bit in terms of the availability of things. But for a while, it was really interesting to me that so many things I wanted, they would come back in stock, and then they would sell out. And then the next time I was ready to order, they might be out of stock. And I would keep watching for these things. And I just kept saying over and over, wow, it just shows me that Somehow everyone around here is eating the same things. And these weren't your super healthy food choices. They weren't your fresh options. They weren't anything majorly cool or unique. But there were so many things that were really hard to get. Now, of course, there's probably a really logical explanations on the back end about supply and demand and how many they actually have at any given time. But it definitely seemed odd because we eat pretty basic and I don't know, maybe we eat like in the eighties. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not saying I'm doing the greatest job. The kids are happy and we're fed. The greatest job? Probably not. Do we need vitamins? Probably. So it was funny though. Very funny when you look at things that would be out of stock. I mean, I just finally managed to get my first bag of frozen corn last week. That's the first time it has been in stock in the last four months, since March 10th is when I started probably looking. And that was a really good thing. And we actually had soup, which, yeah, soup disappeared. But that one I can kind of understand. Frozen vegetables made sense. They were impossible to get. But other things, you know... 
chickpeas were impossible at some point. And when they would be in, I would order 10 cans and they would just go in and out. Olives would go in and out. Other things you expect to go in and out, of course, big bags of shredded cheese and frozen pizzas. I mean, some of it made sense and some of it didn't. And it was kind of like this feeding frenzy of ordering. It's interesting, though, things that you would think, oh, we're probably the only people who need to order frozen chimichangas or frozen burritos, and that they would be gone. Or we would manage to get something that the boys would have one time and they would love, and I would try to get it again. And taquitos have never been back in stock, ever. So there were just these odd things, super odd. So ink, books, pens, eh, you know, 22 minutes of intro in a show that I said, hey, I think I'm not going to do an intro. You know, I would say I really need to get out more, but you know, right now you can't get out more anyway, but I wouldn't anyway. So I am going to switch over tried to figure out what I would do. I've got Saturday. I don't have a picture yet for a self-portrait. I should have done that yesterday. I wouldn't probably do that on a draw along, although maybe I think I will do one of the two iCADs, one of the, not two iCADs, one of the two portraits, and I will do my iCAD. So I... I'm going to find my photo. Let's pull up something. I so appreciate that some of you are happy to draw along. I will be very ready for my next cup of coffee when I'm done. So I've got two choices this morning. I have a portrait portrait and really cute picture of a little girl with a dog. And I've held this one for a long time because I knew I wanted to try it at some point. But I think I want to put that one in my journal. So I'm going to do the portrait portrait. And for those of you who use Sketchy, this is a portrait from Jerry Kirkwood. It is a female, the portrait is. And she is looking to the side. Eyes are a little bit downcast, which I actually think I did another downcast eyes this week. This feels similar, but it's also reversed. It's the other direction. And sometimes you get in a a habit or a rut where a lot of things you draw are really from the same angle. And when you try and flip that, it, it definitely is a new challenge in its own way. Your brain feels it. Suddenly the nose is on the other side and your angles are different. And sometimes it can feel backwards, sort of the way that you have a routine way of doing things. And suddenly when you try to do it the other direction, it might feel backwards. And so it's always good to keep switching that up. So I am going to stop and start so that I can scoot back. All right, stopping. Hello, everyone. I am popping in here and need to interject because as sad as I am to say this, the draw along portion disappeared. I recorded, I did the draw along, I set the timer, 
And the next day when I came back to edit the show, it's just gone. I am sure this is human error. There was an interruption in the middle and maybe, maybe that's what happened. I can probably think through the ways it could have happened, especially since the recording seems to suddenly pick up in the middle, near the end. So I apologize. I was quite heartbroken to realize that entire discussion and that span of drawing was gone. I do apologize. And it does pick up in a very weird spot. I was definitely talking about things we might draw together, picking up on the heels of my previous discussion about us all drawing things like toys. And the whole conversation, I think, was about coffee mugs. I will talk about it more next time. So there are only maybe four minutes of the draw along that follow, and I'm just leaving them exactly as they still appear in the file in terms of it just starting abruptly out of nowhere. So I do apologize. So maybe we will do some mugs. Maybe. Lots of things I could see switching to as long as I'm also doing the portraits. I think I've discovered that's kind of my balance. I need to... The portraits really keep me feeling on track. Last night and this morning when I looked at the portrait I had finished, I could just... It was definitely comforting. It's definitely... I see me in them. Not me as in what I look like. I just... I see my voice when I see them, and it's something we'll talk about again. So, I, there's only a few minutes left, I just checked, and had to move that eyebrow, so changes where that angle of that head moves. I've got quite a bit of the face in. No hair yet, but I'll just go ahead and put in where it happens right here. I think the top of the head is the hardest part, just in terms of shape. It's the part I end up fidgeting with and fussing with a good bit, trying to... Okay, well, this is an interesting thing with this kind of angle. You have to really look so that part of her head actually comes in at the far side of the nose. Because in order to get... <laughs> oh, in order... Why is that? Well, it looks like I've got her whole eye a little too far over. So much so that I think I'm going to have to move it. Yeah, I'm going to have to scoot it because I can't get the hair to wrap right there. The hair actually needs to come down at a certain... Yeah, I will, I will move it after this timer ends. 
I'm going to go ahead and draw the hairline here so I know where my gauge is. So many people do this precisely and exact the first time, and for me, the pencil part is really just an exploratory. It's how it's where I learn where all these parts are in my drawing for the day. It's how I put in my outline, but it's definitely a moving thing. Each line is not definitely going to be the final line. Sometimes you put it in and you can use an eraser and subtract it out and sort of find your right line almost that way. She fills my card. I, the one last night did too. I don't have any room left over even to show where the shirt and shoulder are happening down here, but that is okay. She has a lot of hair, which would be nice to be able to give the anchor of the shirt at the bottom, but I just don't have room. And there is our timer. Okay, I've got to go ahead and gotta get this last little part of the hair. Let's see if I want that to be there. Go with that. Well, alright. I'm gonna stop because that's the way this format works. I'm okay with what I did. I will move the eye. Let's see. I am the art. The art is me. So that is it for episode 407. Thank you if you joined me for drawing along, if you did so. Thank you for tuning in, even if you didn't draw, if it's your very first time here. I hope we'll give a mix of back shows a try, a little bit of this and that. There's always some creative talk. In recent shows, there are draw-along portions at the end of most shows. So, Saturday, have a good Saturday. Whatever day you listen to this, have a good day. I hope you are staying balanced and healthy and well, doing the things you need to do to protect yourself and your family and to show that you care about others in your community, anyone else you might be passing by. Definitely take care. I'm Amy. You can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. Thank you to those of you who support the CMP at Patreon patreon.com slash creativity matters. There are still a limited amount of perks there, but definitely there are monthly playlists to keep you company while you work. There are special shows at certain levels. For the most part, I know that those of you who are there simply support the show and I never discount that. I'm so grateful and appreciative that you believe in the show. So thank you. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you, and don't forget to breathe.